0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rain of Thoughts with Nate. Or maybe I should be welcoming myself back because it has been quite some time since I have come out with a new episode. And for that, I do apologize to my four loyal listeners. I'm sure you've really been on the edge of your seats waiting for some new content from me. So I'm terribly sorry. And I wish I had an excuse for you, but it's really just the fact that I'm super lazy and have zero motivation to do anything. With my life, but I don't think people realize how time consuming it is to to create a podcast. Every episode takes me like six hours, so like it's just such a big commitment. I've got to spend at least an hour recording and then editing it is such a giant pain in the ass. It takes me like four to six hours. no joke because there are always inevitably some kind of technical issue. It's probably not even a tech issue. It's probably just me being an idiot who doesn't really know how to edit. So I've decided that you can just deal with my shitty work if it's shitty. Uh yeah, I'm I'm not gonna edit anymore, sorry. I mean I you know it's it's a disaster even when I do edit it. So <laughs> you know that's not that's not the big issue here. It's very low budget production here. But the other reason I haven't come out with anything new is that I'm just really lacking ideas. So if anyone has some fun ideas for what I should do for a future episode, then please let me know. I can't promise I'll do it, but I might. Even if I hate your idea, I'll still tell you I like it. I'll be like, oh my god, that's a really good idea. I'll have to get around to doing that, and then I never will. But yeah, even like I've had some ideas But every time I go to record, I'm like, oh my god, this is so terrible. I can't put this out. And I know what you're thinking. Everything you put out is terrible, so it must be really bad if you won't even put this new stuff out. And that's exactly right. It's really bad. I'm just, you know, (laughs) I'm getting dry and boring more so than usual. But today's episode kind of originated. I thought it would be fun If, you know, I just roasted people anonymously, like I wouldn't say anyone's name or anything, because that would be a little bit much. I'll be a bit rude. But then, you know, I only got a few volunteers and I didn't want to insult anyone without their permission, because at that point, that's just like verbal assault. And I figured that it would be a little a little mean to do such a thing and openly berate people in public. Even if I did have their permission. So I was like, well, that's probably not a good idea. But I thought it would be fun if instead of, you know, being mean, I was nice. And that is why today we are going to do possibly a first installment of a series, perhaps, called Ask Nate. I thought it would be fun if, you know, I did my own little play, like an advice column. So I created an anonymous form. That anyone can submit a question to, um, you could be asking for advice. It could just be like an invasive question about my personal life. I don't have boundaries, so I will answer literally anything. I don't know if we'll get to like all the questions today, which is why I think maybe it'll be fun to do a little series, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, If you want the form, you can continue to submit questions even after this episode and then I could do like a, a little, yeah, a little series. I think that would be fun. So, today I'm going to answer some of your questions completely honestly. I have looked through them, but, you know, it is completely anonymous. I have no idea who actually wrote each question. Some of them I have like an inkling, but... I'm not going to, like, confront you and message you and be like, did you write this? Was it you? Did you do this? Because one, that's awkward and I don't like confrontation. And two, I don't really care that much. You know, some of it's a little gossipy. So I'm like, "Ooh, I'm dying to know who that was. But I'm not actually going to, like, you know, invade your privacy. If you want to let me know it was you, I'd love that. But, (laughs) um, yeah. Anyway, let's, let's get into it. Let's take a look at our first question. Okay, starting off with a really juicy question, which is, what do you order from Chipotle? Thank you for asking. I love Chipotle. I really do. I go like a couple times a month. Not like super frequently. I'm not like their biggest customer, but I'm a fan. And I always get either a burrito or a burrito bowl. If, If I'm taking it home, definitely a burrito bowl, just because I don't want my burrito to get all cold and soggy. So, that's what I've been doing for, like, the past year because there's no need for me to, like, sit in Chipotle in the middle of a global pandemic and eat my burrito. I don't even think their dining room is open, is it? I don't really know why people would eat at Chipotle to begin with. It's not exactly, like, a fine establishment. But, whatever. I do prefer the burrito, but I don't want it to get all, like, yucky on the way home. So, I get a bowl... And I always get chicken and then I don't really do any exciting toppings. I just do cheese and tomato salsa because I'm boring. Yeah, I don't I don't really have an exciting order. But here are some fun Chipotle tips for me. I always like they have good tortilla chips, of course. And I don't I'm not like I don't mind guac but I wouldn't pay extra for it. But I like their salsa. So if you wanna get chips and salsa, don't pay extra for the salsa, don't because like you can get chips for like a dollar 50 or something like that and then it's like 2 bucks if you get the salsa but have them put like a side of salsa with your your entree either like your tacos or burrito or bowl or something like that cuz they'll do that free of charge cuz like you don't have to pay extra for salsa as a topping so you can ask for any topping on the side and then they'll they'll give it to you for free so that's a fun little neat hack if you don't want to pay for chips and salsa you can just get the chips And, um, you can also get a tortilla on the side. I don't really know why you would do that, but I guess, like, I guess if you knew how to fold a burrito, which I don't, you could get your bowl, as I do, and then take it home and fold it up in the tortilla, because they like to warm the the tortilla up for you before they send it home with you. So, like, I guess that's a good way of making sure that it doesn't get out cold and soggy. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know why you would need the tortilla on the side, but. You can get it for free, so, like, maybe people would want to know about that. I don't know. Another fun little tip, Chipotle always has, like, really good vouchers. So, like, (laughs) I'm one of those people, so I complain anytime I go anywhere. Not, like, to the person. I'm not, like, a Karen who goes up and asks to speak to the manager. But, like, I'll go online afterwards and make a customer complaint just so that I can get free stuff. And Chipotle is my favorite place to do that because they do, like, really good offers I shouldn't say I do that every time. I only, like, I try to make legit complaints, so sometimes I have to stretch the truth a little bit, but, like, I don't, like, I'm not coming for people's job, I'm not going to, like, complain about uh, people who work there, but Chipotle will give me, like, like, a buy one get one meal, or one time I got, like, two free meals, like, including, like, entree side drink, they even gave me guac for free, like, it was, it was good, So, that's my my recommendation to you, is get whatever you want from Chipotle, get as much stuff for free on the side as you can, and then make a complaint so that your next meal is free. And, yeah, there you go. Good question. Next question is, how do I make friends that I actually like? Okay, um, interesting that you thought I would have the answer to that, because (laughs) I am notorious for not liking my friends. I'm just kidding, kind of. Um... I'm not, though. Like, honestly, I don't really like my friends. I love them, though, and that's what's important. Like, I don't have to like everything my friends do, and I don't have to like everything about them or like the things that they like, but I love them. There's, like, a mutual respect and appreciation and adoration there that that's really what the basis of a friendship should be, I think. You just have to love each other. You don't have to like each other. But if you're asking how to make friends, I don't... I don't know. I feel like friendship is one of those things where, like, you don't really have to seek it out. It just kind of falls into your lap. But I understand that not everyone is easy or has an easy time making friends. And I don't. I don't think. Well, (laughs) I'm fine at making friends. I'm not fine at keeping them. Whoops. But I think it's important. I'm going to give some cliche advice. That's what this entire episode is going to be. Get ready. I think if you want to make new friends, then you have to be, like, you know, like, approachable and open. But that means being authentically yourself. And listen, I'm a fake bitch. I'm working on my authenticity. That's my New Year's resolution, actually. I've been trying really hard this year to be authentically myself. And what I mean by that is, like... Okay, so I know everyone does this, but I happen to do it to, like, an extreme extent where... You know, like, you change who you are depending on the person you're with and, like, what you assume they want you to be like. And, like I said, everyone kind of does that to a certain degree. But, honestly, like, that's dangerous. Stay away from that. And I don't think everyone, like, purposely does it. Like, I don't. I just happen to do it and then I realize that, like, I've created, like, a new version of myself. And, like, I don't really like her. But... I think, you know, if you're going to make new friends, and it's important that you make friends with people who actually like you for you, like, there's no need to, like, create a new persona of who you think they would want to be friends with, because at the end of the day, what's the point? Like, they don't actually like you, and you're not actually going to like them, because they're not the type of person who would like you, so why would you like them? You know, I tend to fall into those traps quite a bit, and I think most people do and that sucks (laughs) so like stay away from that I think the most important friendships in my life are those like that I've surrounded myself with people who genuinely love and care about me and those are the people who I stay in touch with like I'm not gonna stay friends with the people who don't genuinely like me you know so that's my advice I guess is that really advice (laughs) <laughs> just be yourself. I know that's such, like, a lame answer, but I'm going to give you some advice that I would give myself, but I wouldn't answer and accept it and do it. Um, And let's just put yourself out there, I guess, you know? Like, don't be afraid to, like, reach out to people because, like, it's super embarrassing. Like, it's not like, like when we were kids and we could be like, hey, do you want to be friends? <laughs> I mean, I, I've done that, like, and... It sometimes works out, I guess, you know, but I think, like, you just have to be open to, like, putting yourself out there and trying to meet new people who you wouldn't ordinarily be friends with. Does that make sense? Probably not. I just kind of, like, rambled on for a few minutes, but I hope that answers your question. And like I said, um, maybe that gives you some indication as to how you would make friends, but as far as making friends you actually like, I don't know, I I wouldn't stay focused on friends that you necessarily like because sometimes your best friends are going to make you want to rip your hair out and that's okay that's that's one of the best parts about having a friend um is that like you hate them sometimes but you ultimately love them so that's that moving on this person asked how do you clean your ears properly q-tips are no you can't put water in them, and just forgetting them is not an option. You're right, you can't just forget them." I would like to mention that this person wrote a total of five question marks throughout this little comment here, so this is clearly a pressing concern, <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, I, I'm wondering why you're saying that q-tips are a no, because I think that's what, like, that's what I use. I thought that that's what everyone used to clean their ears. And no, you shouldn't just, like, funnel water into your ears. I'm not entirely sure why that would be your go-to. I would say, you know, after a shower, you just, you Q-tip around your ears. I mean, don't go, like, through the little ear canal thing. Is that what it's called? You know, like, the second little ear hole? <laughs> like, um, is, is, it, is that your ear canal? I don't know. Just, like, the exterior parts. Well, like, even the interior parts, but, like, the stuff you have access to. Don't, like, jam a Q-tip in your ear, but, like yeah, you you need to clean your ears. Just do a a light little spring cleaning around there. I don't know. Um, I'm a little honored, I guess, that you would think to ask me this question because maybe that means you've noticed that I have especially clean ears. And I don't know if I do, but I I think I have nice ears. I'd like to think I do. They're not, like, pierced or anything. I don't have, like, fun little doodads. And I think I'd like that. Like, I like the look of people who have a ton of ear piercings, but... It's just not for me. I think I'd look good like it, but I I don't know. It's not my thing. Anyway, yeah. Interesting question, and I hope I answer that. I hope you decide to reevaluate your relationship with Q-tips and maybe give them another chance. So, thank you for your question. It confused me a little bit, but I appreciate you you taking the time. Okay. This one is <laughs> a little funny or sad, on, depending on how you want to look at it. So, they said, my dog bit my cat, so does this mean I should get rid of the dog or the cat? Okay. So, I'm assuming that your cat probably instigated the dog, just because, like, it's not in an animal's nature to, like, latch out, lash out without some kind of instigation. You know, they have to be prompted, typically speaking. They're not just going to, like, randomly bite someone. But, if... In this scenario, you have to get rid of one of the animals. I don't know, That that's hard. Like, are you sure they can't cohabitate? Because that's really sad. And I wish you gave me more context because, like, how long have you had each pet? Like, how did this bite occur? Um, But I would say that if you had to get rid of one, you should think about, like, the outcome for each one, you know? Like, if you were to get rid of each animal, what would life become for them? And if you got rid of the dog, then it would probably be put down. But if you got rid of the cat, then it probably has a good chance of, like, finding a new family, you know, who would rescue this cat. So I'm going to say you should get rid of the cat, potentially because, you know, it created a fight with the dog that prompted the dog to bite it, but also just because, like, it's going to have an easier time finding a new home and... Your dog will not. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm assuming this isn't a real situation because, um, for one thing, I don't think you would be asking for my expert advice. But I I wish you luck with your unique situation here. Good luck to your cat and dog. I hope they both come out of this alive and with a family who loves them. Okay, this person asked... Or said, I guess, I want to date or hook up with someone, but I'm not sure where or how to meet people. Here's my advice don't. (laughs) I'm kidding, kind of, but like I'm not. I, you must not know me very well because if you did, (laughs) you would not be asking me this question. You would know that I don't have the answer. I, yeah, I've never been out of the talking stage and I've never, I don't shoot my shot. I wait for others to shoot their shot. And then I get really clingy and drive people away after, like, a <laughs> very short period of time. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you would find someone to date, but as far as, like, hookups and use Tinder or something, I don't care. But I I am hesitant to recommend dating apps to people, I guess, because, you know, as a female, it just makes me uncomfortable. It's not, like, a safe space. Not that it's not safe, like, it's not dangerous, but it's, sometimes it's, men tend to be a little invasive, so I'm hesitant to recommend that to you, but assuming you're a queer person, and I am going to assume that because most of the people I know are queer, um, I would use one of, like, the, the ones designated for the queer community, if you're a lesbian, there's stuff like, what's it called? Her? I think there's one called that, and then there's one for, like, literally every member of the community i don't really know how that works but well i guess it it can't be that difficult whatever um yeah and as far as dating people that i i would not turn to an app for just because i don't know it's not really my thing but maybe it is for you I guess put yourself out there. (laughs) I don't know. Don't be afraid to shoot your shot. I feel so hypocritical answering this question at all because I don't do any of that. But in my defense, I don't want a relationship. That's not my thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Best of luck to you. But, yeah. (laughs) It's hard because things are, like, way more difficult now than ever. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, it's, you don't want to go on a date with, like, a stranger because you don't know where they've been, you know, you don't know what they have and you don't want to be in a setting where you're like, you know, hanging out with them, no mask, no distancing. And I know that makes me sound like a, a white liberal mom, but like anyway, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to make any connections with people at all, but especially romantic because it's just, it's not, it's not great. So my heart bleeds for you terribly, um but yeah, I don't know. Good luck, I guess. I hope you find someone. There's always me <laughs> um, I'm kind of kidding, but like i'm 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 not, so anyway, I hope my <laughs> the six people who listen to this. I hope one of you slides into my dms do it anyway, time to move on because. Now we're all uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. It's, it's best if we just move on to the next question. How many licks does it take to get to a Tootsie Pop? First of all, um, that's not even the right phrase. It's like, how many licks does it take to, to to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop, but thanks for trying. Um, second, do you think you're funny? Like, did you think that that, that would make me laugh? because I don't know if you could tell, but it did not make me laugh. (laughs) Sorry, that was a little harsh, but honesty is the best policy. Um, Yeah, that was kind of a little bit of a waste of everyone's time here, so thank you for that, but it did bring up some childhood nostalgia. I kind of forgot about the whole, you know, remember that series of commercials, and then There was an owl, right? And he always would, like, take the Tootsie Pop from the kids and then, like, bite it. And he'd be like, I got it. I got the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. Um, But to answer your question, I'm going to throw out a number, we'll say 347. There you go. Thank you so much for that enlightening question. And I hope I answered it to a satisfying extent. Okay. Ooh, here's an interesting one. How do I tell my friend if I get a weird feeling about their significant other? First, um, I'm not going to expose your privacy. And if you don't want to tell me who it is, then you don't have to. But like, could you text me and tell me if this is you? Because I'm a little bit curious. I'm a little bit curious on who this is about, who this is from. I would just like some further details maybe then, you know, that, that could really help me give an answer to the situation. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm just looking for gossip. But although it, it could help me answer your question because this isn't an easy question to answer. It's It's awkward and I've been there. I think we've all been there. I personally don't like when any of my friends get in a relationship. I don't like when anyone gets in a relationship. I just think it's rude to, like, flaunt that in my face. Like, if I'm not happy, no one's happy. <laughs> like, if I'm single, then you're going to be two, and you have to deal with that. That's that's the price you pay for being my friend. Sorry, you can't be happy if I'm not. Um, I'm just kidding, except I'm kind of not. I, <laughs> like, I, I don't like when people get in relationships. It's super awkward. And, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I will literally cut a friend off <laughs> if they start dating someone i'm just like i don't i don't have time for that i don't have time to like listen to you be happy when i'm not so i understand your feelings of discomfort but i would like further context for the situation because in certain situations i think like it is important that you tell your friend about that but in certain situations it's not appropriate to tell your friend so let's let's go through a few scenarios here Assuming the friend is, you know, really happy with this person and their partner is, they seem nice enough and respectful and like a good person, they just, you know, you don't really like them, you think they're kind of annoying, <laughs> then honestly, it's probably best not to tell your friend that because it's just not, like, I, listen, I don't like when my friends are in relationships, but I, so I get it, but... It kind of is your job as a friend to be supportive, you know? You want your friend to feel comfortable, like, talking to you about the relationship because you don't want to create a scenario where, like, they feel like they have to choose because at that point, like, if you're making your friend choose between you and their significant other, you're in that—you're the asshole in that equation and they probably should choose the significant other. But, you know, like, you don't want them to feel alienated or isolated, like, from— their friends so in that situation like if the significant other seems fine and acceptable but you just don't like them then i probably would just keep that to myself it sucks but it's yeah that's probably the best course of action there on the other hand if the partner seems a little shady you know they're they're a little sus then i think you yeah you probably should raise that to your friend's attention Um, because, like, you know, if they're in a new relationship, then they're at that stage where, like, they see no wrong and this person could, like, literally raise every red flag and they would just look past it. And that's something, like, you, you have to have an intervention at that point. Be like, no, um, that's, (laughs) you need to, you need to take a step back here, like, really, like, look at things, And, like, that's your responsibility as a friend, is that point, at that point, to make sure that, like, they're not getting hurt and they're not putting themselves in a situation where they're gonna get hurt. And, you know, so I think that's okay to raise the issue at that point. And, like, a a third scenario here is kind of just an extreme version of, of the second one. Like, if, The significant other seems, like, super, like, toxic and abusive and controlling, then you absolutely need to break them up. Like, it's just, like, you need to raise that to the friend's attention. And it might be tricky, because if this person is super, like, controlling and toxic, and they're in that stage where, like, your friend can see no wrong with this person, then it might create, like, a little bit of a drift between the two of you, but I think it's probably still worth the effort, because... You know, it sucks to watch a friend in that situation. And yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> Assuming you have a female friend who's been with a male. Because unfortunately, that does tend to be most heterosexual relationships. At least in my experience, I've never seen a healthy relationship between a female friend of mine and her boyfriend. So, um yeah, but as far as how you tell your friend, it's, that's hard, because it's gonna be super awkward, I'm a super non-confrontational person, like, listen, I love drama, I do, which is why this question is, like, (laughs) you know, haunting me, I really want to know who it's about, but, like, as much as I love drama, like, you never want to hurt your friend, and you never want to see them get hurt, so, like, it's hard, it's not an easy subject to bring up with them, but, I think you do have to, like, I think you do have to bring it up and, you know, just make sure that they know that, like, you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're doing it, like, to protect them and not just because you want to be an asshole who wants to break them up. So, you know, you gotta ease into it a little bit and make them feel comfortable. It's, you know, you don't want to make them upset and alienate them to the point where, like... Like I said, they feel like they have to choose between the two of you, or, or they feel like, you know, you're trying to turn them against their partner, or like, you're just jealous and don't want to see them be happy. And maybe that's the case, but you don't want them to know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's it sucks. That's a hard situation to be in, because it's not good for all parties involved. It sucks to have to be the friend who either watches your friend be unhappy in this relationship, or... They are happy, but you know that they won't be for very long. Or, you know, to have to raise the issue to them and have that be super awkward. But it also sucks to be, like, the friend who has to hear that from their friend that they're in a toxic relationship that they shouldn't be in. Because that sucks. No one wants to find that out. And, you know, at the end of the day, it also sucks to be that significant other because maybe they are a good person, but you just got a weird feeling about them and it happens like some people just give off a weird vibe and maybe at the end of the day they are a good person but maybe not i don't know i'm just saying like it's a hard situation for everyone involved so i feel for you you know but if you feel like you should say something then do it you know you have to be there for your friend and make sure that they know you're there for them that's the biggest thing so I hope that answers your question, maybe. Maybe it was just a bunch of jumbled jargon. That's not the right usage of the word jargon. Anyway, um, yeah, let me, <laughs> let me know who that was. If you feel comfortable, we can further discuss. Give me some details, maybe. I can help you better answer your question. <laughs> okay, let's see what's next. Wow, okay, harsh. This person said... How do I tell someone I don't want to be their friend and to leave me alone? Okay. Um, I get it. We've all been there. We've all been on both sides of the equation. So, like, we've all had a little bit of a friend crush on someone where we just really want to be their friend. And so, like, you text them incessantly and you're like, oh my god, leave me alone. But they just don't get the hint. So yeah, I get it. I get both sides. And like, don't pretend like you haven't been there because you definitely have. You absolutely have. And you probably just don't even realize it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks to be on both sides of that, but you asked me to answer as you are the person who's trying to, you know, give the hint that they just won't take and go away. So I wouldn't openly be like, you're annoying I don't want to be your friend leave me the hell alone because you know that comes off as a little bit rude it does but I think you know just I think you have to continue down the road of like leaving hints being a little bit of a dry texture, just being like yep (laughs) okay like not really engaging never text first because that really gives off the wrong impression and Like, you want to be clear with this person that you're not interested in, like, actually talking to them, but you don't want to be rude. Like, you don't want to hurt their feelings because, like, they're not a bad person. They might be a little bit annoying, but, like, they're not doing it on purpose. They have, like, pure intentions. They're probably a sweetheart who just wants to be your friend. And, like, that's the scenario I'm envisioning here, not, like, the creepy guy who's always in your DMs and won't leave you alone. Um... I'm envisioning, like, you know, an acquaintance who just, like, keeps texting you because they think you're friends and you're not. So, yeah, I mean, I I would try to be nice about it. You don't have to hurt their feelings. If it gets really bad, just block them. <laughs> I know that's mean, like, that's super harsh, but sometimes that's what you gotta do. Sometimes people, like, not that they can't take a hint, but, like, you know, they don't understand that you're giving hints. So, yeah. a little bit sad but (laughs) yeah i would just be like a super dry texter and and try to give off like an unfriendly vibe not mean or harsh but like you know you're not really engaging so yeah but also just like i feel like you have to feel for this person you know be a little bit compassionate maybe they're a little bit lonely and and like they think you're really cool, and they just want to be your friend, or they think like you are friends, <laughs> like because you know we've all been there. So yeah, that's that's awkward. That's an awkward situation, an awkward prompts to have to answer. But I hope I gave some okay advice there. Like don't don't be mean. You know that's my main point. Try to be nice and understanding, and yeah, just be kind of vague. Dry, closed off, you know, set up a wall and make it clear that they're not getting past. Don't be harsh, but be firm, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Okay, next question is, worst character in Stranger Things, favorite character, best season? Okay, interesting question considering we are in the calendar year 2021. And I think it's been, like, two or three years since the last season of Stranger Things even came out. But I'll answer I'll enter anyway. And I'll start with my favorite season, which was the last one. I think that was the third season. And I watched that... I binge-watched it all in one day with all my friends. It was nice. It was a fun little day. And that's probably why it um, made the show more tolerable. Because, honestly, like, I don't get the hype. I do not get the hype surrounding Stranger Things. Like, it's good, but, like, it's not really... I think it's you know good representation for all all the nerds out there <laughs> so but yeah i don't really get it because i'm kind of stupid so i don't get all the sci-fi stuff it's just not my thing i don't i don't really get it but i liked the third season i thought it was fun it was a little bit more based around just like the kids having fun and that's what i enjoy about shows like I would watch shows if they had no plot. Like, I just want to watch a group of friends hang out and be funny together. That's, that's all I want. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So I'm not really in for the plot. I just think it's fun to watch teenagers have fun. And that's why I kind of liked the third season, because it was a little bit more chill, you know? Plus, they had, like, Russia and communism, so that's right up my alley. <laughs> Uh, as far as my, let's see, my favorite character, I want to say Steve, because he's a close second, but I've got to go with Alexi from the third season, because, you know, he was, he was fun, he was Russian, he didn't speak English, he liked a good slushy, and he was gay lovers with, what was that guy's name? The crazy guy, Murray, um, they were absolutely in love, and you can't change my mind, and, Yeah. Oh, that really makes me sound like like a 14-year-old white girl who has a weird obsession with gay men. I didn't mean it in that way. I just think he happened to be gay. That's not why I like him. I just thought it was kind of cute. He was like a a gay uncle. He was a gunkle, and I thought that that was was cute. He was a, a nice guy, and I literally screamed at the TV when he died. I was really upset about it. They, I think it was really homophobic of Stranger Things to do that, so <laughs> yeah. But Alexi was my favorite character, love him very much. Steve, close second, he's you know, I like Steve, and whew, my least favorite character. This is hard because I'm one of those people who hates every character in every show. But let's see. Let's do a list here. My least favorite, absolutely least, is Eleven, because I really hate Millie Bobby Brown. The character herself kind of sucks, but, like, I just really hate Millie Bobby Brown. Except I think all the memes about her are funny. I like, you know, I I think I've referenced this TikTok before, but, like, it's constantly, like, it lives in my head rent-free. The one where Millie Bobby Brown, like, checks under her car, and then it's the TikTok sound where it's like, Hello, LGBT community. I don't really know where the origin of the story that Millie Bobby Brown hits gay people with their car. I don't, I don't really know where that came from, but I think it's the funniest thing that's happened in a long time. So I support it. And, um, yeah, other than that, let's see. I don't really like Nancy. I think she's annoying and I don't like, um, God, what's his name? The Noah Schnapp kid, the one who said the N word, um... Oh my god, what is this character's name? Will. Will. I don't really like Will. I think he's kind of a a whiny crybaby. I don't like him. I don't... I don't like Mike. Um, just because he's like way too obsessed with Eleven. But I do love Finn Wolfhard. I really do. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I'm a, a fan. I have seen... It just... Well, actually, I've seen parts one and two. I Like, I've seen the original two, but I mean, like, the newer version. Um, I've seen part one I probably, like, 30 times. I'm not even kidding. I literally just watch it because, like I said, like, I don't like the plot. I just like to watch the kids have fun and hang out. And Finn Wolfhard and Jack Dylan Blazer carry that movie. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, the part two was good, too, just because Bill Hader is really funny, but that was, that was pretty much the only redeeming quality of of part two. So, yeah, I really like Finn Wolfhard. I've seen his band live back when his band was still together, although I think, I mean, he has, like, a new band because he kicked a couple people out, and then they just changed the name of the band, and now it's just, like, it's, I don't remember what it's called, something about, like, having red hair auburn maybe I don't know anyway yeah I love Finn Wolfhard but his character sucks so yeah that's 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 all I got Stranger Things I'm not a huge fan I just don't get the hype I really don't and that second season was awful did you ask me my least favorite season I don't remember, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Season two sucked. I don't get the whole storyline of, like, you know, Eleven has a sister who we will never talk about again in season three. Like, it was super weird. And then that one episode where they, like, that literally could have been a standalone because they had a bunch of random people, you know, l sister's gang thing, where and that they, like, did that, like, bitchin' makeover on her. That was weird. So... Yeah, I'm not a big Stranger Things fan. Don't come at me. Okay, we have time for just a couple more questions. So, okay, how do I come out to my family and friends? That's a hard question. (laughs) It's not that simple. First, if you're not safe to do so, then don't come out. But you don't need me to tell you that. You probably know for yourself whether or not it's a good idea. But if you're not going to get, like, the utmost love and support, then, like, don't do it. What's the point? I mean, as far as, like, sexuality, because at the end of the day, like, you don't have to tell people your sexuality. Like, it doesn't... It's not any of their business. You're doing them a favor by, like, letting them know so that they can get you... Get to know you better and understand you better, but they don't need to know that. Like, it's a part of your personal life, so you don't... Don't feel that, like, you need to share that information. But it's tricky coming out as far as having a gender other than the one assigned at birth because... You need external validation as far as your gender. You need other people to affirm and validate you in order to, like, fully live authentically as yourself. And that's what's different between gender and sexuality. Like, sexuality is personal to you. Other people don't need to know. No one needs to know except the person who you're with. But gender, I mean, you kind of need other people to, like, respect your new name or pronouns in order for you to fully be happy, you know? And that's hard. Like, you need to rely on other people to accept you, and that sucks. It does. Um. But as far as how to do these things, let's see. I think... For me, I'm a more casual person. Like, I I don't really feel the need to have, like, a sit-down coming-up moment where there are tears and applause. And, like, that's just not my thing. But I come from, like, a more chill environment. So, like, the people around me, it it was just a chill thing because I already knew that everyone would be cool with it. And I'm very fortunate to be in that situation. But, yeah. But as far as it's like sexuality i think it's, it's easier to just be like hey in passing like oh yeah i'm i'm gay <laughs> end of a discussion but for gender i think maybe it does warrant a little bit more of like a formal thing because it comes with a certain amount of explanation most people aren't super educated about the subject of you know especially in regards to like gender non-conforming people i think like depending on who you're coming out to, like, that kind of... That might need, like, a whole PowerPoint presentation, you know? So, yeah. But I I think you do have to... Unfortunately, like, it is partially a responsibility to educate people on those matters if they aren't already, just because, like, that's what needs to happen in order for them to affirm and validate our gender identities. And so, like... It sucks, but, yeah. I mean, if you know they're not going to be accepting, then don't do it. But if you think that they might be, if they just need a little bit of, like, of a push, then, you know, work on that with them. Um, Try to, like, explain your feelings and, you know, your identity because it is unique for everyone. Gender is such, like, a personal experience even though it does require like other people to know about and validate it so like it's such like a complicated thing but yeah I think ultimately you do have to like I'm not really one for making other people feel comfortable but in certain situations it's necessary so I think coming out is one of those things if it is necessary for you, depending on your specific situation and the people you're coming out to. So just be mindful of that, that like you might have to educate them and that's okay. We're not at a point where people are really willing to, or even necessarily have the resources to educate themselves. So there you go. Like if, if, yeah, <laughs> I hope that helps, but like, I don't know. If you have, like, specific questions or you need, like, support or something, just message me. I don't know. So, okay, our last question, and this one breaks my heart a little bit, but this person said, it feels like everyone in my life is leaving me, either passing away, becoming distant, or moving. What do I do? This one, like I said, it breaks my heart a little bit. Like, it's just really unfortunate because we are in a time where, like, so many people are feeling this way i it's been a long time since we've lived in a society where people were so socially isolated as we are now and of course we like we have means of connecting with people without being face to face in person but it's still it's really hard and it's not as easy to like reach out and connect with people through a screen as it is in person. So like, I get it. It's hard. And it's hard to like, keep the connections that you have with people in your life. I've lost a lot of friends throughout the pandemic and not like on purpose, not like there was this big blow up fight moment. It's just like you lose touch with people. And it happens like i've made friends in the past year and i've lost more it's just what happens and yeah i i understand your situation and i hate to give like such cliche advice that you probably won't take but i would say just reach out and i know like that's hypocritical to say because i don't even reach out to people as often as i should But, like, honestly, um, I think everyone's feeling so socially isolated that, like, no one's going to, like, make fun of you for texting them and being like, hey, how are you? Like, it's just, and, like, I never do that. I never text people if I don't have a purpose. But I'm telling you, like, I'm encouraging you. Do it. Text me, please. I would love that. Um, I'm assuming you're someone who I love just because you filled this out. (laughs) Um, so you're probably one of, like, the eight people who have any sort of, like, meeting in my life. Um, but yeah, it's hard, and this is a really hard point in time, but I really do urge you to, like, reach out to people and try to make connections and hold on to the ones that you already have, um, because it's, it's worth it. It's, this isn't something that we can be going through alone. So if you have no one else, text me, honestly. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Okay. That is all the time we have for today. But I hope you guys enjoyed. It was a little bit, was a little bit rough at times. <laughs> Me just rambling on about nonsense. But like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to edit this. <laughs> Sorry. What you see is what you get. So yeah, I had a good time today. I hope that you guys maybe learned some new things, and maybe I gave you some new perspectives on things that you hadn't previously thought about, I don't know, um, today's a day full of cliches, so, you know, Um, but yeah, like I said to most of these responses, reach out, text me, honestly, I think, like, if there's gonna be one overarching theme for today's episode, which I like to do in all of mine, which you might have noticed, I don't know, Um, it's reach out and connect with the people you love or reach out and find new people who you love. Do what you gotta do because we're in a hard time and we're all going through some shit. So let's, let's do it together. Okay. I will stop spewing my, my nonsense for today. Thank you for joining me. My apologies again that it's been quite some time. I hope you guys missed me and are glad to see me back. And if you're still listening, then thank you. I appreciate and adore you. So, yeah. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Random Thoughts with Nate. And I will see you next time very soon.